This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. We talk about it a lot as a group, you know, how important our division games and staying focused with it and making sure, we, you know, we, they get our A game every time we get, when we're playing against our division. So, again, another good test for us coming up. Assistant coach Brad Lauer yesterday after practice in Arizona. Big division game, four in a row here, of course, a 5-3 victory over the Arizona Coyotes. Almost at the Phoenix Coyotes, Jim Toth. I don't know why don't that is that. still in my brain I, after I all this time. Yeah, uh, happy Tuesday, terrific Tuesday, awesome Tuesday, game day Tuesday, tequila yep. Tuesday, Tequi- taco Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, T- taquito Tuesday. What's taquito. That? It's not all that different than taco Tuesday. Taquito is the 7-Eleven, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Um, How do you people, feel about the taquito? Well, that's interesting. That's what I was going to say. Some people think it's the greatest meal ever, and others understand that it's, well, that's not so good for you. <laughs> Well, I look at a taquito and I see one thing, heartburn. 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 You're at that age, eh? Yeah. I look at this meal and I think, I'll take two and bring me some Tums. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pay for this during my nap in about, in about an hour's time. Can you put some, can you make sure the Tums are by the nightstand? Because at about 2.38, 2.39, I'm going to need them. Mix in some of that ranch dressing dip and you're in some big trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not a taquito guy. Sorry. No, not. No. Taco time, those uh, crispy burritos are outstanding. Yeah, I'm for those. 204-780-6868, Taco Tuesday. 204-780-6868. Get out there. Winnipeg Jets taking on the St. Louis Blues pregame at 5. Puck drop at 7 tonight. Right here on 680 CJOB, a part of, as I, I just previously mentioned, a uh, a run through, well, not really, well, a run through the Central Division to those games coming up at home. Uh, still to come, Predators uh, on Thursday and then at home, Dallas on Saturday, same day as the Western Final, by the way. And then, of course, the, the Winnipeg Jets, five through winners over the Coyotes on this past Saturday and then tonight against the St. Louis Blues. 204-780-6868. Connor Hellebuck in the starters net tonight. Uh, Lines looking uh, dang near identical there, Jim. Uh, Connor Shifley, Ayafalo, Perfetti, Nemestikov, Ehlers, Niederreiter, Lowry, Appleton, Baron, Kupari, and Gustafson. Defensive pairings also staying the same. Uh, Morrissey, DeMello, Dylan, Pionk, Sandberg, and Schmidt rounding out the top six defensemen. Uh, And uh, in net, for the St. Louis, Jordan Bennington, first off the ice, he's going to be your starter uh, tonight. That from friend of the program, Lou, sweet Lou Korak. Sweet Lou. Uh, uh, with uh, the NHL.com covering the uh, St. Louis Blues. Jets are favorite tonight, Jim. Are according, they? On the road. On the road. What do you think about that? Well, I think to keep it clean, Bennington, if you're going to play the puck like a defenseman, you're going to get hit like a de- – Oh, like I can't. That, 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 you're same every def- time, yeah. Every, get, i got to move on. You're going to get into Thatcher Demko, which is what happened yesterday, <laughs> but we will talk about the Canucks and we will talk about the Oilers yes. at the back half of the show as well. Uh, GMAC sent me this great clip from the Bodogs Clearing the Crease podcast. Andrew Ladd talking about his time in Winnipeg at a Halloween party. If you haven't heard it, uh, we will play that coming up at around 12.45, so stick around uh, for that. But uh, what, that's, a, that's a good reminder to me. By the way, I have tried to get a hold of Andrew Ladd to come on the show, our show or, or yeah. my show, to just talk about retirement and his career and all that. And he is fully retired. Like, 
my contacts that used to contact them said, I'm not hearing back from him, so I'll keep trying. He's just but checked out. It's a good thing. I, that's a good reminder. I will check in again and say, hey, see if you can. Because he's now doing, I would imagine he spent a week or two or yeah. three just sort of dealing, relaxing, retiring, but now he's starting to talk. So we'll see if we can get him on the program. Uh, I but. reached out to Paul Stasny for the exact same reason to get yeah. him on the show, talk about his retirement. He talks to Pierre Lebrun in The Athletic. He won't talk to me. Yeah, that ain't what's, right. What's with that? That's that's not right. No. I'll talk to him. Well, I won't, say? but we'll, we'll say it on the air publicly, <laughs> we'll and maybe somebody, somebody will talk to him. We'll get somebody after him. Uh, to somebody f- out there is going, where's your guys' clout? I don't know. Yeah. We don't have any. Um, but what I think of this is... What do you think uh, of the game tonight, Jim? I, I think... I, here's what I, we didn't talk about. Are you surprised Hellebuck started in Arizona? No. Because if I'm the Jets, I want him against St. Louis, division rival, yep. Nashville, and Dallas. This is a big week. So I didn't mind him starting in Arizona. I don't care. But then are you starting Brassois one of these games against division rivals? I think so. I, I, You're I don't not think, on Saturday against no, Dallas. No, if he's going to find his way into a game, I think it's going to be uh, on Thursday against Nashville at home. And then perhaps he plays uh, the, the the Coyotes and Buffalo coming to town, a part of the upcoming homestand on the 17th and the 18th. I think he probably gets one of those games as well. Uh, but I wasn't surprised. And only for the sake, for the, uh, for the reasonings that there was two games in between um, leading up to St. Louis. I think if it was, uh, if the game was yesterday, yeah. um, there's a little bit uh, less of a, a sort of a gap between games. I think he would have, I think he would have probably not played well, in, in Arizona. Cameron's asking us, why wouldn't you play the Jets backup goalie tonight? Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I wonder what the schedule is like, what it's like. Look, I, I do think that we're seeing more so than ever, and we see it with how quickly the lineups are being changed, how every point is is valuable. Mm-hmm. It seems like teams are going out of their way to win early, which is a good thing. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if I don't run Hellebuck right through this week. He's had more than enough time off. We know that he likes to play. Yeah, He is going to play against Dallas for sure. Absolutely. And, and also that's an afternoon game, which he likes. I wonder if Nashville goes to Brassois at home. But Nashville's – look, when I say no joke, it's being exaggerated. Every As we saw and even in Arizona, every NHL team can can put up a fight. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard to pick and choose. That's why I think it's always more about, like, the schedule and where the t- days off are coming mm-hmm. and things like that. But Now, if he played against the Predators, I would be surprised. That would be a big surprise if to me. Does. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, are they trying to fit – I think they're trying to fit more games in for Brassois. But Hellebuck I wants think to so play. Too. I mean, it's it's – I'm not I, sure. I think whether he wants to or not, I, I think the reason Brossois is here is to give him 20, 25 games. Here's something that bodes well for the Winnipeg Jets. Jets, again, five-on-five five play. Uh, tops in the league. Uh, sixth highest ranked five-on-five five team so far this season. The Blues struggle to score. Uh, right now in a tie for 30th, only 16 five-on-five five goals. So that, to me, says you got to... Um, if you keep this game five-on-five five in the Winnipeg Jets, they stay out of the box... Uh, they have a real good chance of, of finding a way to win this one. Uh, here's also something. Uh, the Blues are dead last in the league, a man up. What do you think? Did you look this up? Do you know what they are at the power play? The power play? I you know, know they're, they're dead at? last. Do you, know, know. you know what the percentage is? I think the penalty kill in the central divisions are awful. Yeah. For the whole divi- division. But I knew St. Wow. Louis was last. Look, I don't know what they're at. This is an, this is an, this is an impossibly low number. <laughs> 3.7%. Overall, they've scored one time all season on the power play, and it was against the Winnip- the Jets here in Winnipeg. That was the only goal they scored on the power play all you season. You have got to be kidding! They me. are one ten f- games in. They're only one power. They are play. How one, many power plays? They are one for twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Yes. Three point seven percent. 
I cannot believe that. I that is that's like being 0 10 and one and being minus forty three in a goal differential in eleven <laughs> well, yeah. games. Imagine being imagine San Jose. Being, imagine being like that. We'll get into that too as well. I mean, eleven games in and your goal differential is minus forty three. We'll get forty three. Well, this is the thing about the Sharks. GM Mike Greer uh, met with the players yesterday morning, and it was a, apparently it was a one way conversation. Here was Greer's quote. I just felt they needed to hear from me and what I'm seeing and what I expect from them, Greer said. I tell the, I let them know what's happening was not acceptable from my end. There are certain things I won't tolerate, and some of that stuff has been happening, and I kind of let them know that will kind of go from there. Um, I don't know what to say to Mike Greer, but this is the team that you've brought together. You're kind of holding a little bit of responsibility. I understand when you these are guys that are playing in the National Hockey League. They shouldn't be leaving losing back to back games by giving up double digits in terms of goals. Yeah, but there needs to be some bearance of responsibility on him. I know that Logan Couture is out. They've had they've had some injuries here that have been significant. Well, for Well, he's them. obviously seen though that the team he's put together is is whether he views them as a not a great roster or not, that they're still underachieving. And to be quite honest, when you're losing, giving up 10 goals in, in games, you are, there shouldn't be a National Hockey League team that gives up 10 goals. What's what's the psyche of being on the San Jose Sharks right now? 0-10 and 1, you have one point, minus 43. I don't know, man. Like that, uh, how do, you can't drag yourself so up. So here's, here's how, a bigger thing, and uh, well, I know we're going to talk more about this, yeah. but here's a bigger thing. For everybody who wants teams and believes in teams to tank, this is why you don't do it. Yeah. It's not just what the mindset is 11 games in for these Sharks, Cam. Mm -hmm. What player around the National Hockey League is looking at this and goes, I'll go play in San Jose even if they overpay me? I remember listening to like you're right, money, totally right. Money being what it is, and and like there are players that maybe make 1.5 million, could probably get 4 million in San Jose next year. And I don't know them, I haven't looked this up. But they will think twice about that now because yeah. that grinds on you. And that's stuff that you don't want to be a part of. And everybody who thinks that teams should tank, well, you, you're you watching one tank. And for it's years terrible. to come, years to come, try and get somebody to go to that organization. I remember listening to, at the end of last season, there was a couple of games, of course, the Winnipeg Jets famously played a few games against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, near the end of the season or, or as the season was sort of rolling to an end, I remember listening to Tomas Hurdle. I remember listening to Logan Couture. I remember listening to head coach David Quinn. Um, and it was demoralizing then at the end of last season as to the year that they had had. Um, you take that and you go into this season where it's it's an eighth over, Jim. There's still yeah. seven-eighths of the season left. You're uh, pitiful is not even the right way to describe the team. Um it's 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 awful. I mean, yeah. just like it, it's 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 almost torture. Like yeah. it, it's it's torture as a, as a, as a, comp- a competitor, an athlete, a guy that has grinded their whole life. It just has that that inner fight to just there's be nobody, witness to this. There's nobody on this team going. Oh, I get to play hockey and I get my check and whatever. Oh, God. there's everybody on that team going. This is embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but this is quite the run for the Jets. Uh, Arizona is, of course, a central division rival yeah. in St. Louis, Nashville, Dallas, then New Jersey, and then they have back-to-back Buffalo, Arizona. I, I don't know if you don't run Hellebuck. If yeah, I'm with you. If um, Bersouin does get a start, it's Thursday against Nashville. But I dress him. I mean, he's going tonight, central division. He went against Arizona, central division. Nashville, Dallas, 
there's two days off before New Jersey, so I play him again. Yeah. I, I would I don't know. Do you do you do you run him right into that Buffalo game and then on the back to back give Bruceois the, the Arizona one and yeah. then he has three day four days off to get ready for Tampa and then two days later Florida. Yep, I'm with Nashville you on that. again, Dallas. Anyway, but yeah, and then you um, and then you put we'll get them into together the game and, tonight. Yeah. yeah. But I look it's interesting they're favored on the road, right? So they're the favorite, and I, I think this is a game they should win tonight. Yeah, two oh four, seven eight zero, sixty eight sixty. Important, get on the board first. Uh, do you want to say something else about tonight's game? We'll do it. In a okay, bit here, we'll though. we'll come back after twelve thirty. Uh let's take a break on the other side. Wait, you know Philip Zadina with the Sharks, two points. Didn't he leave? He left to the he left the Red Wings. Didn't like the opportunity he was getting. Now he's with the Sharks. He's got two points. Got two goals. He's probably playing thirty eight minutes a night now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's smart. You know what? One player has to be picked as an all star. We're laughing maybe, about this. Maybe he's maybe he's yeah. going to be picked as an all star. Maybe he's playing three D chess here. He's got a bonus. There's going to be all-star a San Jose team. Sharks going to be on the all star team. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. Still to come. Uh, we'll talk Oilers. We'll talk the Canucks. We'll get Jim's thought on the game coming up as well. We hear from Andrew Ladd and. Uh, Pokemon card scandal? What the heck is this? We'll get into it when we come back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. So linebacker Blake Martinez has signed to the practice squad in the NFL to the injury-plagued Carolina Panthers. Announced his retirement earlier this year because of a, amidst a Pokemon card scandal. Or he announced he unretired because of a Pokemon card scandal. He brought in $8.3 million in revenue, retired to sell Pokemon cards, sold his cards uh, on this website called Whatnot, and then in August, he permanently was removed from the site, accused of scamming buyers. So now he's coming back to the NFL. What? Is that a true story? It's 100% true. He played for the Giants, didn't he? He's quit to Green play. Bay? He quit to sell Pokemon <laughs> cards, and he, he got nabbed. He got nailed. Eight million dollars. Yeah, he brought in, in in revenue. So he's like, "Why am I doing this when I'm selling? Should sell Charizards and?" Well, you should keep doing it because you're obviously frauding people, defrauding people. But Bulbasaurs and Venusaurs and anyways. I don't even. I don't know what I know what a Pokemon card is. What you just said, I don't know. Baldasaurs is one of the Bal- characters. Baldasaur. Baldasaurs. Yeah. Scamal- Scamalicious. Charm- Char- Char- Charizard. Scamalot. We got to go. We'll be right back. Fraud a lot of yo. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. 204 780 6868 204 780 6868. The Winnipeg Jets uh, playing the St. Louis Blues. Similar records, eh, Jim? Um, right now, uh, the Blues are 5 4 and 1. The Jets, 5 4 and 2. Uh, the Blues, have, Blues having a played one less game. Um, Blues are real good at home. They're four and one at home, one, three and one on the road. They've won two. Um, the Jets and the Blues each have a goal differential of negative three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very similar. Yeah. Uh, the Jets have given up 39 goals compared to St. Louis's 28. Uh, so St. Louis only scored 25 goals uh, so far this year. So, um, so here's what I want to talk about. Okay. Tonight. I love everything about the third line and. Appleton and Niederreiter you got and it, Lowry yep. and all they're carrying the load and so far. But I think this is the week it's time to get back to your bread and butter and you need your big players to step up this week. You have massive divisional games, including Arizona on Saturday, yep. which the third line excelled again, and it's always a great story. Um, Kyle Connor, Mark Shifley led the way out of the gate. Uh, Shifley goals, Hellebuck, or, sorry, Kyle Connor points. Um, they're now nine points in 11 games, uh, both of them. And that's fine, but 
your your third line hopefully keeps this rolling, but it's time for the bigger guns to step up again. And yeah. so we're into the third, fourth week of the season, third week, fourth, fourth week, fourth week of the season. It's against division rivals. Dallas is going to be tough. Nashville is always tough. St. Louis isn't going to be easy. As I just said, they're four and one at home. I'm looking tonight to see, you know, that top line and potentially the second line to contribute a little this week. Like it, my whatever fifth, goal fifth, or something. It's but the fifth week already, Jim. Fifth week, yeah. Oh, time dude. flies when you're my age. <laughs> um, but I, I do think it's time to like this is a very deep balanced lineup and and it's great what the third line has done. Yeah. But I do think that Shifley Connor need to be the difference. I, I had somebody reach out on social media after the Arizona game and said, please don't mention the Shifley turnover. Um, just let it go. These yeah. things happen. And I didn't get back to my thought. Well, that's like when you play the Vegas Golden Knights, not mentioning the fact they're Stanley Cup champs. <laughs> like when you have a turnover like that, it's nothing to pile on, Mark. About it's nothing like you can't do that, and what that's yes. a horrible play, and all that. That's well known by no one more than Mark himself. But those are the kind of plays that you know don't happen very often, but can't happen. Mm-hmm. So I am going to mention it. Yeah, I'm fine with how Mark Shifley has started this season. I think he's off to a really good start. I want to give him full credit, mm-hmm. even the faceoff circle so far. Uh, Kyle Connor, I mentioned his his game all round game. He's a he's a turnover waiting to happen a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Um, that's got to solidify itself. But I like the way he's come out with six goals and nine points in eleven games. I, I, there's nothing that I'm going to bang the drum and say this is too disappointing or anything like that. However, against division rivals this week and Arizona, I think it's time that the third line continues doing what they're doing. But the first and second line, I think it's okay. You've had a good two weeks, and then they had the last two weeks. It's time to start contributing again. Yeah, we spoke about this yesterday. I mean, it's this is an opportunity now. Like when that is not happening, it's like the Jets were kind of struggling when they needed to chase a goal, right? They didn't have the depth to send other yes. guys out there to go find goals. So this is exactly, uh, you know, what they're trying to do. Shifley last time when the uh when last month on the twenty fourth, uh when they played the blues and won four two. Um it was uh it was also a, a sort of a depth show. David Gustafson, uh, Adam Lauer, uh Mason Appleton scoring. Uh Kyle Connor did score, uh, Shifley did pick up an assist, and Morgan Barron was the other goal scorer, so it was sort of another uh, depth performance by them. But I'm with you, Jim. I, I you know, nine points. It's I remember we were talking about this as well. Um, when they were both a point-per-game player. Uh, Josh Morris, he was a point-per-game player at that point, too. Uh, he's been playing really well, though. Um, yeah. I, I, I won't say anything about Josh Morrissey. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's time for those guys to, to step up, have a good two-point game, goal and an assist, something like that, pot a couple, um, and it would do real wonders for the Winnipeg Jets to win this game, particularly uh, the Blues uh, have only one win so far to their first five when they've been trailing first. And they get behind real, real quick, and they have struggled to score five on five, only 16 over the course of the season. So um, if you get ahead early, I, I think the Blues are going to really struggle to to find a way to win this game. But they're 4-1 uh, at the Enterprise Center there in St. Louis so far. So it's going to be a tough game. Uh, <laughs> it's also would be nice, Jim, if the PK could come out and have a clean sheet. Well, especially that, teams too. Especially yeah. against a and, three, and th- this po- is, three point seven overall power play. This is the time to go in there and start stringing some games together where they don't give up a goal. Because still, I mean, of their first eleven games, ten of them they've given up at least one power play uh, goal. Uh, goal against on the on the penalty kill. And this is again like not pounding the drum. They have to be better, or anything like that. Yes. But this goes with the power play, right? So. We know Nita Ryder and them capitalized on the man advantage in Arizona. It's it's not a 
this is all needs to be better, but it's just they need to start. They need to contribute this week in order for this team to have a good week. And the power play needs to do that, and and the penalty kill. If you have one power play goal all year, um, this penalty kill can really get going tonight and mm-hmm. set the tone for Nashville and especially Dallas, who has some firepower. Uh, but that's just how I kind of see this. Again, I I. Not bringing this up, I've said this enough, but I'll yeah. say it again about, oh, I'm harping on them, but they've had a good start to the season, and this is a week against division rivals that I think they need to contribute, and, and that's what I'll be looking for tonight is to yeah. see them at last road game of three to, to get some dam- put some damage on yeah, the board. Dallas's power play has struggled off the bat. They're only about 9.7% right now, but that's not going to stay where it is. That is going to continue to go up. They're running through a bad spell here. But that's going to start to really, really solidify itself. As you hope, the Winnipeg Jets are only running at 14.3, but we'll see uh, what happens. Jim Toth, the Edmonton Oilers, and the Vancouver Canucks. Well, I think Can I start with a clip? Yeah. Can I start with a clip? This is uh, Stuart Skinner. Yeah, I think I can do a lot better to help my team out. Um, I'm the goalie. My job is to stop the puck, and I let in six. So that's not a good recipe to win games. It's hard because these guys are working their bag off their – you know, they, they did such a good job, uh, especially in the first period. We had, like, 18 shots after, I think, seven minutes. It was pretty uh, it's pretty impressive, and Demko obviously did a great job. Um, but that's the guy who I got to beat out. I got to beat out the other goaltender, and I didn't didn't do that tonight. That was Stuart Skinner uh, last night in a 6-2 loss to the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, he was stopped uh, 30 shots, let in six. I didn't see a lot of help in front of him. There was a couple of those that he had to have, particularly he needs to make a big save in some big moments there to keep his team in it, considering the Oilers came out gangbusters uh, in an absolutely insane 19-4 to run early on in that game, but they were down 2-1 in that period of time. Um, the Oilers 2-8-1, minus 18 goal differential. The Canucks 9-2-1, plus 30 goal differential. Uh, let's let's go with the Oilers here first, Jim. Uh, how much longer before a change is coming? And uh, with one eighth of the season gone, are they already too far out of it? Well, I I, I watched Spit and Chicklets clip today. I don't watch them all the time, but uh, Whitney was on this. They're not going anywhere until they get a goalie. Uh, Campbell can't do it, and Skinner's too young. They need to make a deal for a goalie. Elliot Friedman yesterday was talking about. Um, these are the, the two moves that they need to do. They need to go make trades for this and that, and one of them was goaltending, and they can't sit on this. They have to do it or else this season is a wash, and you cannot let this season be a wash for the Edmonton Oilers. They're talking about firing Woodcroft. I think that's a mistake. He's a very good coach. I, I don't I don't know, but there is that new defensive system they brought in, and if he needs to adjust something and do it, that's fair to say. The idea of firing Ken Holland. I don't know what that's going to fix, but if you need to pull off some trades to fix this season, I don't, there's a fair question there on whether you want him to do it or somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I just, this is a player thing to me. This team on paper, and we all know what that's worth, should be better. And to me, what I'm hearing is from the people that cover this team or reading from them is it's the lack of effort. Like, Mark Spector said the other day uh, during a game, the Edmonton Oilers' best players are once again tonight their worst players. So that's a player thing. Or is it a coach thing that you have to get to your your players and stuff? But it's a mess, and it's a mess in the fashion in which they're losing because they don't really seem in it, and they're giving up too much, and I agree that there's some problems there. But defense is a problem. I think Darnell Nurse and Cody Ceci are statistically one of the worst D pairings in the National Hockey League so far this year, or near the bottom, very yeah. near the bottom. 
So I don't know, Cam. Like I, this is a team that consistently has outscored its problems, and they were adjusting the lineup. Connor Brown has been a disappointment. I have a lot of time for him, given the fact that he hasn't played very much and is coming off a major injury. But the Warren, from what I understand, the Warren Fogles of the Edmonton Oilers world are your best players night in, night out. Uh-huh. And it's a, you know, I look back at that 2019 Jets team, and they went to the West Final. The hockey news in 2017 said, this is your Stanley Cup champions. There was all that talk around. I remember the story. And for everybody who just thinks it's it's easy, it's there's something to this. There's something subconsciously to the fact of we're really good, and this is our year. And I don't know if that's what's going on with the Oilers or not, but I've seen it in sports before when the more you try, the more it's just not happening, and you can't figure it out, but you should be miles better. Not just a little bit better or you're struggling, but this is disastrous right now for them. They are getting it handed to them night in, night out. What goalies are available? And do the Oilers I, I have I don't know. the assets to, to even me, trade I, for one? To me, I start within. Like To me, I'm like, every one of you needs to be better. If they, I start with the top six, and I say every one of you needs to be better. If they were getting mediocre goaltending right now, Jim, it wouldn't be as big of a problem right now as it is. Um, I mean, the fact of the matter is, and you look at Connor McDavid, he's got 10 points in nine games. They need Connor McDavid to be 16, 17 points already. But that's the problem. Cam. I know. Like, if well, you that's look what at I'm this, saying. If you look at this Jets lineup. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I just went through this, right? Kyle Connor leads the team, nine points. Nito Niederreiter, your third liner, second. Then Mark Shifley is tied. They're all tied with nine. And then your other third liner has nine. Four of them, two third liners, two first liners. Yep. Adam Lowry has eight. Josh Morrissey has eight. Cole Perfetti has eight. Iafalo has six. Ehlers has five in 11 games. The Oilers need their top guns to be their best players night in, night out. And you can't win a Stanley Cup that way. <laughs> and they need them to perform insane. You they, need your they, best players to be your best players, but you need some help. And when your best players are your worst players via Mark Spector of Sportsnet, night in and night out to start the season... They need to be. You are yeah. in major trouble. They need Leon Draisaitl to be playing at 128 point pace. They need Connor McDavid to be playing at 153 point pace, like they did last year. And they're not right now, and it's hurting them. But that's but not like, going to help goaltending. Well, that's I, not going to help. I know, but defense. how? Well, that's last year they were just outscoring their problems. Yes, but it. Ryan Nugent Hopkins had a career year. Evander yeah. Kane doesn't like his ice time. <laughs> well. Evander Kane's unhappy. I'm stunned at that. Yeah. But um, this is another guy that Connor Hellebuck si- or Connor McDavid signed off on. Bring him in here. Let's see what he's got. I don't think I don't think the Oilers right now even have the assets that they could make a move. What would they even trade? I, I don't they know. But they can't give up depth. But I will at say forward, this: they can't give up depth at forward. They can't give up any defensemen. I went on this rant in the summer with you and Skyler Peters. I have no problem with Connor McDavid. I'm a massive fan of his, and I think he's the best player in the world, and I'd pay to watch him any night. Yeah. You can't have players tell you who to bring in and who not. It's worked for the LA Lakers. They want in the bubble. We've talked about this. The NBA, like I said, (laughs) I have no problem with, hey, McDavid. I'm joking, I'm joking. Or, hey, Nathan McKinnon, or, hey, Sidney Crosby. Hey, Blake Wheeler, what do you think of Paul Stasny? Do you want to have a conversation with him? But first, before you do, what do you think of him? Do you think he would be an asset here? What do you know about him? I'm all for that. When I need another score, go get me Kane. And I'm not, I don't know, but I was told, I've read that he was on board with this. And why wouldn't you be? Evander Kane could help your team. 
But the Connor Brown, it just the hiring of his agent now in the front office. That's that's worrisome stuff. That that to me. So so my is, point to this is when that stuff happens, and this happens, you're going to fire the GM. You're going to fire the coach. Okay, you get, I, I, you, give, forgive me. Yeah. But I I and I'm not saying McDavid said go get me these guys and he's very involved. I'm not saying that. But these are guys that he said bring them here. This what, will help. If you get rid of Ken Holland, what is the next guy going to come in and do? What is he going to do? Oh, I, we need goaltending and But but Holland for his Hall of Fame career in Detroit has done this himself. The Jack Campbell is ridiculous. Wow. The Darnell Nurse is asinine. It was silly. It's totally silly. But 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 if you get rid of Ken so Holland, so maybe he does deserve to be fired. <laughs> maybe, this isn't working. Maybe he does. But how is the situation with the Oilers any different if he's not the general manager? You still need to go find a goalie. You're certainly not going to be going with, uh, through a rebuild with Connor McDavid with two years on his contract after this and Leon Dreisaitl with one more. You're not rebuilding through a situation like that. Yeah. You have to go for it. So well, what's, then, what's the difference in you bring in another general manager, nothing changes. So nothing I think it changes. was Friedman yesterday who said you do everything. You move your second your second round picks. You Well, that you I do, absolutely you do. do yeah. But that's how they got into this mess. 15 well, years ago. That's why their their depth has been a concern, and they, it's taken yes. them years to build back to what it is right now. But doesn't it start and end? And I know anybody who's listened to me over the years and on this program especially, I, I first and foremost look at the players. I have yeah. the I have the two best players on the planet right now, and they're the worst players. What a what a privilege. So why? And I'm not, like, no, just I'm think not about harping that, on that. I'm Let's not think harping about on them, but why? What is going on this year that you guys aren't very when good? When the Penguins had the two best players in the world, what did they do? Yeah. They, well, they had depth, though. Yeah. And they, they but, but, but here's, I think, look, you can fire anybody you want, and it probably is going to happen if this continues. Yeah. But my point is, is, and this isn't a derogatory comment of, you guys got to wake up and what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This is a legitimate what is different this year? What is going on? Why are, as per Mark Spector, you are worse players and Warren Fogle is better than you tonight? What is, what is going on there? And I, I hearken back to the subconscious, yeah. like this is our year, right? And then it's not, and then it starts snowballing, and we're only 11 games in. Like <laughs> there's no better time to put some money down on the Oilers to win the it's, Stanley it's Cup. It's not over. And you know what? I pulled up their money puck odds of making the playoffs. They're still at 58% of making the playoffs. They are. Again, does anybody, but without goaltending, I, this is what we're talking about with points and how much you play Connor Hellebuck again this month is crucial because if you go at the end of this month into this hole, it is going to take you the rest of the season to try and get out. Uh, let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. We hear from Andrew Ladd comments on a podcast. Bodogs clearing the crease podcast, talking about his time uh, here in Winnipeg on the other side as well. The Canucks are for real too, Jim. They are. Yeah, they're real. They're for real. hundred percent. Yes. They're really good. They're good. They're a good team. They are good. And they have a goalie. Yeah. Well, you know what? It makes last year so much more frustrating. Well, yeah, I could see why last year if you're a Canucks fan. But remember when they wanted to blow it up? Besser is available, we were told. They got rid of Bo Horvath. They traded their captain. Look at him now. So what is going on in Edmonton? We'll be right back. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. Well, amateur hour here on my part here. We ran out of time. No time for Andrew Ladd in that clip. We will, we will play it tomorrow at the end of the show. I'll make sure we have enough time. And it's a great clip, and I make sure I want to talk about it and stuff like that. So we'll play it tomorrow. It.
Yeah. Teaser. Pre-game tonight at 5. Who you, who you got tonight? Oh, Jets. Jets? Oh, yeah, Jets. Two gold. Jets. Jets by, I think it's going to be 4-2 game. I was going to say 4-2. Genius. You're smart. You're a smart guy, Jim. I'm going to say 5-2 empty netter then. Okay. Jim, Jim tell the take you all the way to 3 o'clock. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Fortier, for producing the show. That's it for me. Back same time tomorrow. See ya. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.